I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. All I want for Christmas is my big red wave. It's high noon for Monday, December 21st, 2020. It's the shortest day of the year, I think. It's either today or tomorrow, but I think it's today. I always mess those up by like one day, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's today. And I like the shortest day of the year because that means that the suck is over and that it begins to get better and the days get a little bit longer every day until we get to that glorious summer where it's light until like 830 at night. That's the shit I like. I don't like it when it gets dark at like four in the afternoon and everybody wants to go to sleep. Anyway. We shouldn't change the clocks. That's my point. Rant complete. Follow the podcast on Parlor at I'm Your Moderator. Or join the info stream on the Telegram Messenger app by downloading the app and then opening the link t.me slash I'm Your Moderator. You can join the discussion thread at t.me slash Be Reasonable Discussion. Got it? Now, I also discovered over the weekend that there is a desktop app, at least for MacBook, maybe for other computers. I imagine it's for other computers as well. But the Telegram Lite, L-I-T-E, desktop app is just a joy if you're on the uh, computer most of the day. Makes it real easy to share links and media and all that. It gives it to you all in one nice little screen. Real convenient. 
So what else happened this weekend? Friday, I thought there was going to be some sort of disconcerting event or news event, I should say, but they were pretty mellow on it. I mean, they definitely tried to push that whole 70% faster spread COVID thing in England, but that didn't really catch on and it's kind of bullshit. So who cares? Maybe they thought that was going to be big. I mean, that would be amazing if we're just not reacting to that stuff at all. I mean, the tide on COVID seems to be turning our direction as well as the tide on election fraud, which has fully turned our direction. People seem like they are really, really getting sick of putting up with this bullshit. I mean, there was probably a lot of people who thought that everything would be just fine as soon as the election was over. And the truth is, it would have been fine if they didn't pull the election fraud thing and we were still you know, 50 days later dealing with this bullshit, but it is what it is. But the Biden people thought that they were voting for the end of COVID because, of course, they believe that somehow it was Trump's fault and the response was Trump's fault. That's not true, and it's visibly and obviously not true, but people still somehow believe that. I was talking to one of my restaurant friends and, you know, she goes to these kind of restaurant community meetings or I should when I say goes to, I mean, watches on Zoom or participates on Zoom. But they all thought some serious restaurant bailout money was coming their way with Biden and that Biden's very responsible handling of covid was going to get them all out of this. Now. You know, they're business owners and they're just trying to. They're hoping for the best, right? They want to take care of their employees. They want to get their business back on track. But that actually gives them an extra responsibility to know that what's happening and what they're supporting is is right and real. And it turns out that they just kind of. Took a pass on figuring that one out. There is no better COVID situation with Biden at the helm. And to think otherwise is insane. I mean, you can look at what they're doing right now. They're basically trying to convince us that the vaccine is very safe and works very well, but that it still doesn't actually give you immunity to COVID. And if that's the truth, then what the fuck is the point in taking the vaccine? But they have to create that doubt because otherwise the vaccine would end the covid scare and that doesn't work with their timeline. So they're going to tell us now that there is a virus that's 70 percent more transmissible. And that, by the way, is not true. There is no proof of that being true. And some of the best doctors in the world are out there right now saying that. Carl Hannigan had some quotes on it, and you should look him up. I think it's H-A-N-E-G-H-A-N, Hannigan. When viruses are more transmissible, they are also usually weaker because otherwise they would be killing too many hosts and they would run out of targets. So now the UK is instituting extreme lockdowns everywhere, particularly in London, 
And so what their announcement did yesterday was cause a mass exodus from London and all the train stations were just packed with people trying to get the hell out of there while they still could. All of this is absolute insanity. There is nothing scientific that justifies what they're doing. Nothing at all. So on Friday evening, Tucker Carlson had an interesting segment to lead off the show about how woke, politically correct people, leftists, utopian statists, authoritarians are trying to tell us now that despite the fact that the vaccine would save more people and spare more lives if it was given to the people most at risk, the discussion is now that the vaccine should first be given to quote unquote black and brown people who already have shorter lifespans based on a statistic taking the whole population and spitting out a lifespan for everybody, the average of that, not taking into account how people die or what their health was like or what their habits were like or anything else. It's just that there's something about black and brown people that makes it so they don't live as long. That's what we're going to go with. Right? Got it. Okay. So by giving them the vaccine first, and by them I mean, quote unquote, black and brown people, rather than giving people in risk groups the vaccine first, assuming the vaccine is great, they are not only risking the lives of those in the at-risk groups, they are also risking the lives of black people in at-risk groups. And that's not even the biggest problem. That's just a strange problem and an immoral problem. But what happens if the vaccine isn't safe? And, you know, I have very mixed feelings about vaccines. I had, you know, I got measles, mumps, rubella like any person my age when I was a little kid. And I have not been vaccinated for anything since. I just never felt any need whatsoever to get a flu vaccine. And I don't even know what else. I mean, what else would you get a vaccine for if you're me? Now they vaccinate kids like 60 times. It's insane. Like, I I don't want to get into that because I don't have kids. And I have talked to my friends who are parents. And some of them are extremely skeptical about these vaccines. And they do a ton of research. And they choose not to vaccinate their kids, which I think is a perfectly acceptable choice for them to make, especially seeing how the vaccine is being treated right now. You know, I've never really had to pay attention too much to the vaccine debate because it doesn't affect me directly. And, you know, prior to this whole period, I think that my faith in the medical community and the scientific community was much greater than it is now. And so I had never spent the time, honestly, to look into it properly. But so let's say that the vaccine, this COVID vaccine, 
isn't only ineffective, but that there's actually potential health consequences here that either aren't being reported about or aren't yet known. Totally possible. Okay, because there are reports about the covid vaccine having potential health problems or causing potential health problems. I should say the vaccine probably can't have health problems, but I'm sure some really uh, astute science person will be like, it's actually true that the vaccine can be unhealthy. The vaccine might die. Maybe I don't fucking know. That's my point. But if there's a problem with this vaccine and we have a system in place to make sure that the people who get the vaccine are given the vaccine on the basis of their race and something goes wrong, well, then what we have done is committed a politically correct genocide. And I don't think in 400 years that's going to be looked back on very well. It's like, okay, we all agree that slavery was bad, but trust us, killing you on purpose while telling you we're saving you was no problem at all because we're the good guys. We love the science. And if we love the science, then we can tell you that the science says black and brown people should get the vaccine before high-risk groups. And if something goes wrong, I mean, that sucks. But listen, We were just trying to help. That's basically the excuse we get from Democrats in office all the time. They were trying. They were saying the right things. They were really, really genuinely trying to make people believe that they care about black and brown people. So. If they govern a city for 60 or 80 or 100 years in a blue state with blue senators and we still have the same problems that we had 60 years ago, except way, way worse, you got to elect the blue team because we're telling you that we're the ones who are going to fix it. That is standard Democrat policy. That is standard Democrat political communication. This is how they get things passed. They don't convince people that their ideas are good because their ideas are not good. Their ideas are fucking terrible. But they always sell it to the entire country. As the only choice, if you actually care about other people besides yourself, you selfish person. But that doesn't work out very well. And on a kind of philosophical level, you can see why. 
And this is one of the things that really, really bothers me about liberals in this moment and Biden voters and commies and maskies and Obamis and Romneys. <laughs> it's getting overboard. I'm going to think of more. I just will think of more. But the, the thing is, man, if you can't state for yourself what you want for yourself, and you're trying to convince everybody else that all the decisions you make are actually for the benefit of someone else, you are a sociopath. While altruism may be possible, and I say may, full-on, full-time altruism is not possible. That would go against every law of evolution. You are meant to survive, which means you are meant to look after your own needs. And of course, these people do that, and you can see them doing it all the time. They look after their needs for what their workplace demands, what their culture demands. In fact, that's all they really care about is how they are viewed by other people. And so to impress those other people, they imagine themselves as these purely altruistic people that are only ever looking after others. And the way they look after others is by saying that if we just do this one thing, we're going to fix all their problems. It's not by protecting the rights of others. It's not by protecting the dignity of others or the liberty of others. It's by saying you're going to do things that will just fix their problems for them. And that doesn't work. And if someone is out there saying that their only political motivation is other people, I'm sorry, but that person's a sociopath. That person is unable to admit what they are getting out of something. I'll tell you what I'm getting out of it. I want to live in a society where I can go to work if I want. How about that? I want to live in a society that's not constantly lying to me and breaking all of its own laws. The people in power, I mean. Even though I have to follow them. That's something I would like. I would like not to be told that traveling to see family means that you don't care about anyone and that you're killing everybody's grandmother and be told that by a person who then went and traveled to see her own family. A bunch of family members from different households. And now in the abstract, that would be a bad person that I may have just described, but it's not in the abstract. That's what Dr. Deborah Burks just did over Thanksgiving. And again, we were told we were going to get a Thanksgiving spike. There's no death spike, but the news told us there was a case spike. So now we have to believe that Thanksgiving actually was dangerous, even though it obviously wasn't. But thank God the scientists are telling that 
us that. Otherwise, we might have reason to doubt it. But since the scientists told us, there's no reason to doubt it whatsoever. I mean, Dr. Deborah Burks is a very astute, very serious, very responsible scientist who is not at all influenced by political motivations. And neither is Anthony Fauci, of course. The two of them have been in politics forever. They are bureaucrats. But we know that they're not the bad kind because they're doctors. And you know, it's funny to me. I don't know why doctors themselves aren't more kind of, uh, what's the word, jealous of their own titles. Because these other doctors out there are making their doctoral degree not worth anything. Because now you can have a doctor of fucking anything. Jill Biden pretends to be a doctor. She wrote a paper about community colleges. Well, I could do that. I could do that with literally no more education than I have right now. And it would be a very good paper. I give you my personal guarantee. I give you my own stamp of approval on my own work. I would write a hell of a paper. I bet it would even be better than Jill Biden's paper. Why? Because Jill Biden's a stupid, corrupt person. And the little DR in front of her name doesn't change that. And this whole doctor thing, for people who actually can't functionally do anything to help the world, is a real misnomer and it's a real problem. This is just one of the many words that have been changed and changed and changed. And our use of them has been funneled into a particular direction. How we're supposed to use the word doctor, the the deference we're supposed to give to the term. We revere these doctors. Oh, my God, the doctors. Okay, well, why did you shut down so many doctors on social media who were saying that they are actually practicing in clinics around the country and treating people with hydroxychloroquine and those people are recovering faster than others? How come those doctors don't count? How come it's only the 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 Jill Biden doctors who we listen to. It is just an appeal to authority based on their title. And this has become a real problem because we are told to believe that we should take their word for it. Well, that person's a doctor and you're talking about medical stuff. So, you know, we're going to defer to them. Well, okay, if we're actually talking about medical stuff, that's fine. But it's not okay if we're not talking about medical stuff. And in fact, we're talking about moral stuff, actual moral decisions that people not only don't have the right to set off onto a false authority, they have a responsibility to make those moral decisions for themselves. And we've abandoned that. And there is nothing that has become a bigger problem in our society than abandoning our moral thinking to other people.
That's it. That's at the bottom of everything else. That's how to get good people or seemingly good people or people who want to be good people to do very, very bad things. To convince them that it's good for them to not weigh in on a moral problem. That makes you complicit with the moral decision. And I will never fucking do that. But it actually goes beyond that. We are told not only to believe these doctors and these scientists because of their titles. We're told to do it while we can see that they are wrong or that they are lying. That's where we are right now. And that's a distinction with a big difference. If they were out there using the scientific method, proving the things that they said, showing us the evidence that the things that they say work, that would be a real help. But they're not doing that. They give recommendations. Those recommendations fail. And then we're told the problem was that we didn't do the recommendations enough. Well, that's bullshit because it's been over nine months now, almost nine and a half months. That's how far into this we are. And I'm not just talking about the virus, which has been here for over a year now. And we know that, by the way, this is no longer something that you can be like, oh, well, he's just saying that, but that's, that's what the crazy people think. No, 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 no. That's just true now. Even people who don't know anything can know that's true. Like even people who didn't bother thinking about any of this the whole time can now know that the thing I was saying in April and May is in fact true. And the fact that it's true now means it also was true then. Okay. It's not like some new information popped into the world. They just decided to tell us. They just decided that maybe now we're ready for the bigger conversation. Thank you. Thank you, betters. We're finally allowed to talk about when coronavirus was obviously here. Wonderful. But nine and a half months into two weeks to stop the spread, we are still locked down. And the UK is instituting bigger lockdowns. And if Joe Biden somehow usurps his way to the White House, this thing's going to go on forever. There's no science behind this. And none of their solutions have worked even in the slightest. We're not talking about a situation where we saw some positive effects, but we need to alter it a little bit. No, we saw no positive effects and we need to keep doing the same thing more while being more scared. That's what's happening here. And yet we are still supposed to trust and respect and defer to these doctors and scientists. Epidemiology is literally not a science. Has anyone seen an epidemiologist run an experiment? And then tell us whether or not it worked. Tell us whether or not it could be replicated. We haven't seen that at all. 
they keep pumping out models. Every other day, Joe Biden says, gives us a new amount of time that we have to just wait until there's 200,000 more deaths. That didn't happen. Joe Biden said in the debates that there would be 200,000 more deaths by the end of the year. And right now we are testing people who die from stuff that's not the coronavirus and then marking them as COVID deaths. And even with that, we're nine days away from the end of the year and we would have to have 100,000 deaths in those nine days, which we all know has no chance in hell of happening. At what point does it actually matter whether or not the things they say are right? And honestly, doctors and scientists should be the most angry about this, and they're not. That is science as religion. They believe that no matter what happens, no matter what anybody says, the science says they're still right. This is a setback for science and medicine of decades, if not centuries. They are making it obvious that they deserve the trust of no one. No one. There's nothing scientific about this. If something goes wrong with that vaccine and science and cultural Marxists combined to walk us into a politically correct genocide, where do we go from there? That's what I'd like to know. They want us to believe them even when we can see they're wrong. They want us to say they're right even when we can see that they're wrong or lying. And they want us to enforce it on everyone else too. This is an abandonment of moral thinking and a particularly disgusting one. And one of the really pernicious parts of this is that they keep inventing new classes of experts. And now I've been harping on experts for months and months and months. Like that's why I capitalize it like capital E experts because they can call whoever they want an expert. And all they have to do to make someone an expert is start a new department at a university and then allow someone to do a graduate track on it until someone finally awards them the PhD for saying that white people are bad. And then that person is now an expert. That person is now a doctor. She got her doctorate from Columbia in gender studies. Oh, well, here's the thing. There's no such thing as a doctor in gender studies. There's no amount of studying gender that ever makes your study useful. At the end of all that, you do not arrive at facts about gender. You simply arrive at their opinions about gender. The facts about the most basic biology we can imagine did not just change when the country decided that they had said the patriarchy too many times. It's like a fucking 
and grocery store. You're our one millionth customer. Academia has said patriarchy one million times. Now the facts on gender have changed. Like you just will it into being. What should happen after this period is that we either make up an entirely new definition for actual doctors and actual scientists, or we go through all these universities and start wiping out doctorates from all these dumb professors. I don't understand how we got to the point where we have all been so cowed in our thinking that we need as productive, thoughtful members of society to abandon all our senses, everything we've ever learned about life and the human condition, everything we were taught by our parents, every ounce of character that we have built through the hard work of living. We abandon all of that as soon as Rachel Maddow slaps a fucking doctor in front of somebody's name on a Chiron. If you have a kid and you're sending your kid to school and you know about some problems that your kid might be having at school and Dr. Jill Biden arrives on the scene and says, hey, you know, studies have shown that that doesn't happen. How do you respond? Oh, well, okay, that is very interesting. You are a doctor. No, of course not. You think this person's a psychopath and I'm going to take care of my own kid. And if you're not thinking that, then you're a very, very bad parent. And I'm sure that there are plenty of commies and maskies out there doing exactly that. Raising their children in the most horrendous ways. Because they are convinced that people like Dr. Jill Biden have their best interest at heart. I mean, Dr. Jill Biden is there at Joe Biden's shoulder every day, making sure he embarrasses himself as little as possible while she silently smiles at his criminal history. While he says Hunter Biden is the smartest guy he knows. Yeah, sure, Joe. Hunter is very, very smart. Is he smarter than all your cabinet members? Because if he is... Why did you appoint your cabinet members? The guy you just called smart is a crack addict who has sex with a lot of prostitutes and is compromised by China. Of course, that doesn't rule out Joe Biden's other cabinet members because some of them are definitely pretty fucked up, too. Now, they're trying to pass a COVID relief package today because I think it would tonight is actually the government shutdown night. I think last week, maybe on Friday or something, I said it was happening that night. Now I'm reading it's happening tonight. So apologies. But in this nine hundred billion dollar, not quite a trillion because gas is two ninety nine point nine. It's not three dollars. So nine hundred billion dollars. We all know that 600 is going to go directly to American people. Whoop-de-doo. 
Nancy Pelosi said that's very significant. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it will be significant for people who are really, really struggling. And if that 600 bucks keeps those people in their homes or keeps their kids fed, great. The 600 bucks is a nice start. How about that? Is that fair enough? But there's $4 billion in this package to bail out the New York Metro Transit Authority. And that's madness. What else is crazy about that fact? That MTA deficit that Andrew Cuomo is trying to get filled through this ridiculous package is the same MTA deficit that they said last week or they floated the idea that that could possibly be fixed by adding a $3 surcharge to every package that arrives at your home. So they tried that first. They tried to bilk actual citizens. Just a brand new tax that no one ever voted for. They were just going to institute a new tax just like that to fix the MTA. And then people said, well, wait, that's fucked up. So now instead of that, they have hit it in this COVID relief bill so that no one ever thinks about it again. Well, we didn't have to pay for those packages. I guess that was good. Thank goodness they got the money from somewhere else. Oh, they got it from us a different way? Got it. Again, it is entirely the fault of these Democrat governors in these Democrat states for the position they're in. Fiscally, with their state, I mean. That is their fault. Andrew Cuomo did that. Andrew Cuomo created that deficit with his poor handling of the pandemic. And now, not only can he not take responsibility for that himself, and not only can he take, not take the responsibility of pushing that off onto his own citizens, now we have Nancy Pelosi and her ridiculous caucus taking the money from all of America to fix New York subways. Now, I used to live in New York and I have friends in New York and I would like for the subways to be nice and functioning and just perfect in every way. But the truth is, sorry, I don't give a damn about your subways. There were ways to run that effectively. And they intentionally chose not to. Because they had a bigger agenda. And the predictable bad thing has now occurred. So it becomes someone else's responsibility to fix it for you. Now, there's plenty of bad things in California. I've said countless times. I'm not picking on New York. I've said countless times, I don't want Gavin bailed out. I don't want Gavin bailed out, even if it means I get more stimulus checks. I don't want Gavin bailed out 
because this is a matter of principle and justice. And you should not get rewarded for your corruption and incompetence. And that's absolutely what they're asking for right now. You know, a lot of people, there's kind of a viral meme going around today that 900 trillion or 900 billion dollars, 900 trillion. That's like the chances of Joe Biden actually having won the election legitimately. But 900 billion dollars divided by, you know, 327, 330 million American citizens, every man, woman and child, whatever. But the truth is, we're not paying babies. We're not paying little kids. So that number is actually even smaller. So the $600 goes out by their calculations with that uh, on that viral meme. There's another $2,100 unaccounted for because their division, it would have been $2,700 per person. But the truth is, it's actually much higher than that because the denominator is lower. Could it be 4,000, 5,000? Maybe. So where does the rest of that money go? We can see right now it's going to bail out the same people that Nancy Pelosi has been trying to bail out. I hope I really, really do hope that Donald Trump finds an end around here and just gives money directly to the people. I hope that's what happens. That's what he did at the beginning. Because the original covid package was going to be just like this bullshit. It was always meant to be a windfall for the states. That's what old guard government does when they perceive a crisis or when they can convince us that a crisis exists. They take a trillion, two trillion, four trillion, whatever. And they send all that around to the people that keep them in power. And then they give the actual citizens next to nothing. That's why people are mad. And they're doing it again. Donald Trump should veto this. I hope that he does veto it. Rand Paul gave a great speech on the Senate floor today. I posted it in the uh, info stream on Telegram. So if you want to see it, just go there, sign up t.me slash I'm your moderator. But it's like eight minutes long. And it's real good. Because what's happening right now is just another corrupt decision, a corrupt action by the old guard for the benefit of the old guard to keep them in power and to keep their system moving, even though they are destroying the country. Now, I didn't get into any of the election stuff today. There hasn't been a whole lot of big news in the last couple of days. Um, Bill Barr made comments this morning about how if he thought appointing a special counsel to the Hunter Biden, James Biden, Joe Biden, Biden family corruption thing, he would do it. But what he said specifically was that it wasn't the right tool at this stage. And I know people are upset at Bill Barr. I might be too. I'm not sure. I'm still kind of on the fence about what's happening there. But the truth is he might be right. It might not be the right tool at this stage right now. Because there's time. 
And if the Trump win is confirmed, if we overturn the election fraud, the need for the special counsel on Hunter Biden will be greatly diminished because so much other fraud and corruption and abuse will be completely laid bare by then that this is basically like small potatoes at that point. And even Rudy says this, and I think he's right, but Hunter Biden is just a sad story about a kid with a really terrible parent who has used him to benefit himself financially. And I imagine that the trauma of that family and the abuse in that family and the corruption in that family is a big part of what led Hunter into his drug addiction. And it may well have been what led Hunter to drop his laptop off at a computer repair shop and then leave it there for a long time. So, you know, Bill Barr's leaving in two days. I don't think he's influencing the president's decision process at all. And the truth is, if this all goes the way we want and the way we expect, Bill Barr is going to be a witness for this stuff because what they would be uncovering is corruption and abuse within the Department of Justice that Bill Barr would have overseen. So Bill Barr could eventually become a target of this thing. I don't know what to make of the whole Bill Barr thing. So I'm going to wait and see. I hope you do too. But regardless, unless you believe that there really is no election fraud and that all of this corruption is just a big story, you got to stop worrying about that stuff. That stuff will be handled in time, in due course. And for now, we just have to keep fighting. That's the focus. Not some shit Bill Barr says that the media freaks out about. That doesn't affect anything. Bill Barr can say there was no election fraud until his last day on earth. That doesn't change whether or not it exists. And it doesn't change whether or not they can uncover it. For all we know, Bill Barr was attention, intentionally left out of the loop on all of this. Gina Haspel hasn't been seen for a month and a half, and she's the director of the CIA. Where's Gina Haspel? There's too much we don't know to jump to conclusions. All right? So let's chill on that. Keep on fighting. Keep on believing. Our cause is just, and we will win. It sucks to have the bad feelings that we have when something like that comes out. But the stuff that's worth doing requires some sacrifice and suffering sometimes. Not everything is supposed to be easy. If it was, we could just go through our lives like the maskies and commies do. 
Oh, I'm just going to put this cloth over my face and now everything's fine. That shit's for stupid people. We're not stupid people. We're going to think our way through this. And we're going to be patient. And we're going to be attentive to the details. Because that's what matters. Making ourselves feel better because we saw a headline does not matter. You need to control yourself. You need to control your emotions. And that's how we're going to get through this. Um, one last note. I am going to be a little off on the high noon schedule this week. I'm going to get shows out every day. They might not always be at 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. Or I mean, obviously, it's supposed to be at noon, but you know what I'm saying. So there might be some late ones. There might be some early ones. Bear with me. It's the holiday week. Uh, I hope you all get to see some family or some people that you're close to. And uh, I hope Santa is nice to you, even though Santa seems like he's probably a communist. I mean, he's got full-time surveillance on you. And supposedly he's giving shit to everyone, even though we know that's not true. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masked and lockdowns don't work. Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform is great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parlor at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!